This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> Nina experienced herself being stuck in the intellectual space on her self-development journey for about 10 years before she found that missing puzzle piece that would enable her to tap into her true self and make a quantum leap into a completely different life from where she was living before. Through elevating her self-awareness and living with conviction and intention, finding what was missing within enabled her to take massive action and change the course of her life. When you raise your consciousness, you can never undo it, and your life will inevitably get lighter and more fulfilled the further you go on the journey of becoming the one and manifesting your desires. Valeria interviews Nina Olofsson. She is a sole purpose activator, life master coach, and mentor. She helps and serves unfulfilled, sensitive, high achievers to tap into their greatness and soul's purpose finding what is still missing in their life so they can live with passion, purpose, and manifest their inner desires with ease, flow, and loving support. She found her own passion and calling to do this work through her own suffering from the same feeling of lack of meaning and purpose. She suffered from a deep sense of disconnection with herself and with others for a long time before finding what she was missing. She is a highly intuitive and sensitive high achiever in nature and has always cared deeply for people in her life, which caused a people-pleasing behavior in combination with her emotional childhood trauma caused by being neglected as a child and teenager. Even though Nina grew up feeling cast aside and even unloved, she always sought to understand why people act and react as we often do. She was always an observer of behavior and social ways of how people interact with each other. She had a few years of rebelling against being molded into the good, smart girl in school, passing every grade nevertheless. And despite experiencing depression, anxiety, and recurring panic attacks, she endured, and today she finds the good and the deep lessons learned from her suffering. Being highly sensitive and intuitive, you might think that she would have had a good feeling of who she was, but that was not really the case. She knows today that we are on different levels of awareness and that we can know a lot of things about self-growth, about the ego, about consciousness, about how the mind works on autopilot. But it's a completely different thing to live according to what you know, to practice the things that will make you tap into the greatness within and to be one with love, to be unapologetically and uniquely you. Nina's journey of becoming the one in her life is far from over. And she aspires to inspire, help, and serve the people searching for that same purpose and fulfillment in life as she was searching for so many years ago. 
She is today an entrepreneur, life purpose coach, and certified elite performance master coach, coming from a background in the private sector of the healthcare industry. Meet Nina at ninaolofsson.com and ninaolofsson.com backslash freebie. Here's the interview with Nina Olofsson. In your own words, who is Nina Olofsson? Yeah, I really love this question because every time someone asks me, who am, I, who am I? My answer is always a little bit different. And I'm actually very proud of that as well because I really see it, life as a journey of learning. So today I would say I am a woman who every single day are working on myself and to be the best version of myself. And I am a woman with a mission to really empower others to be the best versions of themselves as well, and to be able to create the life that we desire by being really in tune with our true self and with our spirit. Mm. And I believe, I really believe that the only way to truly see like a global change that that we want to ch- want to see um, on this planet, we need to change as individuals first. Wow. We need to realize that we can create our reality, and when we shift into that positive empowerment by becoming self-aware, we will start to raise the collective consciousness as well. So today, I'm really I'm really a woman with a mission. Ah. To better better myself and to help others to better themselves as well. So that we can create a more peaceful and loving society and a loving planet. Yes. That's beautiful to hear. Yeah, I share the same vision for the body-mind complex here and, of course, and everyone else, which I, I see as body-minds too at a level, the physical level, yeah. but then at the spiritual level, it's one reality. So there's no separation between me yeah. and anyone else. I have to ask you the question, how would you describe the true self and the best version of ourselves? Are they one and the same, the ideas you have, or somehow different? Oh, well, I believe that we are... Everything has to start with self-awareness because we have to realize that we are being conditioned and programmed uh, with all kinds of limiting beliefs and um, values from growing up uh, that get gets into our programming and that gets us to behave in certain ways and believe certain things that perhaps it, it's not our own beliefs even. We just go about in this kind of circle of habits so we really being your true self is first of all you have to become self-aware you have to realize that uh, the you the source of you uh, when you're in spirit or in when you're your most creative that's when you're in spirit and that's when you are in tune with yourself underneath all of that when you can peel off or just um, like through meditation, 
and breath work. I do a lot of breath work with my clients because that really brings us down to the present moment. It really grounds you. And to be able to observe uh, your thinking, to be able to observe your thinking patterns and that you can kind of dis disconnect from your identity by realizing that you are not those thoughts. When you can be in that kind of space with, between the situation you're in and your thoughts and what's what's causing your emotion in that situation, when you can observe that, that's when you are acting intuitively. That's when you're in spirit. That's when you can observe your thoughts without identifying with them. So you're in control because I, I believe that when we're in a state of like on autopilot, when we're just acting based on habits and our programming, we are not really uh, in control. We, are, we have given, given up the control, but we have done so innocently also. And that, that's really important to, uh, to like shed a light on. Because when we're on autopilot, we are acting without really uh, conscious. We're not conscious about what we are thinking and how we are acting. We are just doing it because it's our programming, you know. So being the true self and being authentic is really when you're in control, when you're aware of who you are and your true desires and your true values what you truly stand for underneath all of that programming. Yes, I love the message of we are not our thoughts. Yes. And that's true. I mean, I would go further and further. We are not our yes. bodies. We are not the yes. mind. <laughs> yes. It just keeps going. But the main challenge, because it's so obvious that we miss it, isn't it? It's We yes. are the awareness of body, mind, and thoughts and all that. That's exactly yes, what definitely. we are. Not even who, but what. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's a spiritual, definitely a spiritual message. Is this how you also perceive, understand spirituality, this uncovering of what we are? Yeah, yeah, very much. And I see it as because a lot of people have told me like, well, um, that must be so nice for, for you, Nina, to to have those feelings and to feel connected. and But I'm not a spiritual person. Yeah. A right. lot of people say that, right. but I don't right. believe that. Hmm. That's, just, that's just a belief uh, that's, that people take on. Like, I'm not spiritual, but I believe that every single human being on this planet, we're born pure love. We're born abundant. We are born with this divine soul. We, we are all spiritual beings in a physical body. And I, I don't know where I got this from, but someone, I think it was from a TikTok uh, mm. video. Mm. Um, and, you know, ev yeah. everything is on TikTok. So in yes. my TikTok, <laughs> I only have like spiritual uh, messaging and, right. and science, <laughs> science and stuff. Uh, but there was someone saying that through like uh, all of these devices that we can we can measure things and uh, detect like 
uh, how uh, which areas in the brain are active when we think uh, this or that, and you know, uh, but something that we aren't able to detect uh, within us is where's the captain? Like, who who is the being? Where is that soul, that that creator, that consciousness that tells the brain to think? We cannot find it anywhere in the brain. So we are we are more than than what we can really prove. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we are, yeah. yeah, we are so much more uh, than our physical body and what we can like pick up with our senses. Mm, yes, they are very limited, right? Yeah, the mind is a filter. Everything's our sensory perceptions through the body. It's very limited. So that's true. I have another question for you. I know you mentioned the blog post you sent when they, you have written, you mentioned God, the word God, and you said it interesting the way you said here. I have, yeah, you said God knows I have been wanting to just fit in when I was younger. And God knows I have suffered greatly from not doing so. So what is the relationship? This it's it's when I read, it felt like a personal God in a way, a God that understands you. So, what is your understanding of the relationship between God and consciousness, and that which is not attached to anything per se, has no qualities, and it's not personal? Well, God to me, or actually. I'm using the word source and universe more than I use God. But yeah, in that blog post, I, I, really, I, I said God. And like we said before, it's, to me, it's the same. God and the universe, the source. Um, and that is, God to me is what connects all of us. Um, and God, like, like the Bible says, like God is in everything. And I do believe that there is this mass, this energy that connects all of us and everything with the universe. And that is a force that is always being present, always knowing, always here in this present moment. And it's like we being spiritual beings in this like with an intellectual mind in a like a physical body experiencing um, this physical world, uh, it's like we have to. It's like we're being tested with this mind to see what we're here to. I I do believe that we're here to explore. We're here to expand, just like nature, just like everything else. But somewhere, somehow, we got stuck. And I do believe, and this is really a conversation I haven't had with anyone before, because it's uh, actually I don't have like a, a person um, to like go this deep in a conversation with. So I really appreciate this conversation with you, Valeria. Oh, me uh, too. <laughs> That's why you do this. <laughs> the deeper, yeah. the better, Nina. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I do uh, feel that. And when I think back to my 
to my childhood and the um, and the like suffering that I've experienced uh, and the depression that that feeling forced me into as a child. Uh, that came really from that disconnect because when we are in our intellectual mind um, and going about like in this uh, hamster wheel with our limiting beliefs and pointing fingers outside, you know, uh, always like being in the ego state, we're so disconnected to our source and to our soul and to the universe. So we are stuck. We're actually working against nature and against our own nature, because our own nature is to expand and to grow and to learn and to love. And to, yeah, I believe that we we are put on this planning. We are, we are born to experience this world completely different from what we are doing. So that's really, when I found that, it was also so obvious to me that I needed to do some sort of work to help myself and help other people and in extension like have an impact on the world to make it better because we need to do better mm. yes by going deeper for sure I mean it has been my path I know it it might not be the path of for everyone, right? The path yeah. of going deeper into our own nature, finding out, basically finding out the truth. That's what my yeah. path has been. I'm a truth lover, truth seeker. And I would say truth founder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> found now has been, yeah, it has been a long, interesting journey. I love the way you say that. Almost in the way, the way you say it's that this is an experiment to see how well we can do <laughs> having yeah. a mind yeah. that seems yeah. to be of our own, right? <laughs> Which is yeah. not. Yeah, and the whole concept with like what's true and what's not true because what people believe to be true are based upon what they have, most people have been conditioned to believe from norms of society and from, you know, growing up from parents and a lot of times I, I do a bit of, I experiment a bit with asking questions to people and family members and my partner to just see if there's any like grounding, if, if they, their opinions about things, if it's like truly theirs. Mm. And it's funny because yeah. a lot of the times people are like, yeah. Well, can you stop asking these like questions? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's really important to really uh, ask ask yourself, is this really mine? Is this is it is this my own value? Is this something that I stand for? Mm. Who am I? Mm. And who who do I want to be? Yes. Yeah, that's it. In a way, I say you need and all that, but it's in the in a way I do know that we are freedom itself. So everything yeah. is the expression of freedom of that freedom, fundamental freedom. So it's kind of uh, at that level. At a level, we want to change others. We want to make the world a better place. But at another level, from my perspective, everything is what how it 
is meant to be because it is free. So it can be expressed in, in, every, in every way, even if, if it comes in form of pain, suffering, disconnection. Yeah. It's an experience. They are experiences. So we, can't, yeah. we cannot push away experience, right? Because this is no, what no, fundamentally no. this is. We are experiencing yeah. this reality. Yeah, and I do believe that we, we need to have like both sides of it. We need to be mm. able to feel pain because otherwise we, we wouldn't experience love the way that we experience love. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective. You know, a very interesting one that I, I hear, I have heard a lot, I interviewed a lot of people and I, I talked to so many people also outside of here about these things. Yeah. And I hear over and over again from people who have suffered, like I did with mm-hmm. the childhood trauma, as you did, a lot of disconnection, uh, self-inflicted pain, all that. But I'm not really proud of it or that I'm grateful for what I've been through because I am what I am because all the experiences, the bad experiences I had. For some reason, I can't talk this way, but I hear that a lot from other people. So, but that changed because I remember thinking that way before. But I guess, like you said, beautifully, I was taking the, those concepts from other people. I was not really, it was not my own really heartfelt truth. Mm. And now yeah. I don't feel that way. If there was such a thing as reincarnation, I don't want to go come back here and <laughs> suffer again, go through all this so I can, you know, find the truth and feel happy and joyful again and peaceful. No, I want to be here again, if, if this is the case, already with this spiritual knowledge that we are free, that there's freedom here, that love, it's present already, that it's not separate from me. Love, yeah. joy, peace, and all that. Yeah. So I love when you, when you talk about innocence, because that's another powerful topic. I remember yeah. somebody defining innocence, and he said, innocence knows nothing, owns nothing, and wants nothing. And yeah. And then I thought about consciousness, right? That's the same, almost the same of God. It would be the same idea. Not for everyone, of course. That's not, that's too, too much of a, of a free kind yeah, of experience yeah. type of thing, a statement. But what, how do you feel about that, uh, Nina? Well, when you described innocence, it, it's, it almost sounded like unconditional love to me. Yes. Right. Yeah. Huh. And that's yeah. what it is, right? A baby. A newly born baby, that's pure innocence and it's pure love. It knows nothing, it owns nothing, it wants nothing. Right? Exactly, yeah. And I wonder if we can, I mean, I believe in the combination between truth and kindness when expressing ourselves. <laughs> and I yeah. also believe, if it is a belief system, and innocence and wisdom. Because I don't think we can't just live... We could, I guess, that open. And there are some spiritual teachers who did that. They were so free from all of this that they would actually lose the body if they had to. If nobody helped them, yeah. give them food, no problem. They just come away at peace, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but now that they thought that way, it was just very spontaneous for them. It was like natural to just let go and just give itself back to its source. Yeah. But I know that that doesn't happen very often. Most no. of us are still like holding on, <laughs> yeah. right? I got to yeah. take care of the body. Oh my God, I got to brush my teeth. I got to do this, 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 this. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I really do believe, I, I love everything about spirituality, but but I'm going to hold on actually. And I'm going to um, be friends with my intellectual mind 
Mm. Um, and I, I and do my work through spirit, but I do believe that if, if your if your mission isn't to sit like um, up on a mountain and meditate forever and, and just feel love, if you ha- want to have an impact on the world, and if you feel like you have a mission or whatever you want to do, I do believe that we need to be in touch with spirit. Uh, but we need our intellectual mind because that's where we can take action, right? Uh, yes, I absolutely agree. I call it reason in science, but it's the same thing. Science is spirituality, reason in spirituality, yeah, yeah. right? The intellect. Yes, yes. I remember being very much so drawn to the idea of the out-of-body experiences, just being, mm. you know, out there all the time. <laughs> And yeah. kind of floating around, even with my thinking, not yeah. even yeah, yeah, I got myself in trouble many times for sure because of that. <laughs> so not, I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, not, me too. Not yeah, to stay relate. there. <laughs> so talk to me about the work you do. You guide and help others to kind of embrace their own unique journey through healing and spirituality, so they can release traumas, limiting beliefs, and embracing mm-hmm. who they are by yeah. being themselves. So I'd love to know more about the approach that you use to get people, to guide people to get there. Well, yeah, I use, well, first of all, it it all has to start with self-awareness. And the people that I work with, uh, they are at a level of self-awareness already. So it's not like they come to me and uh, have no clue about like who they are or their limitations. They are quite aware. So what we really want to do is get really, really clear uh, about what's the, what's the identity that you have created and built up to this point. And what's that identity, what, what's, what's that identity like, what's the core of that and what's the limitations, what's holding you back. Um, and then really through breath work, I do a lot of breath work because it's so powerful and it, yeah, the effects are just amazing. (laughs) Everybody should do breath work um, to release. So the the first step will be self-awareness and get really, really clear. And really, I would say that my coaching style is, it's loving, vision questing, but I will be completely honest because I do believe that someone really needs to ask you the hard questions. So I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to give it give it to you straight. I'm going to ask you questions for you to uh, be able to answer the question for yourself. Uh, and after that breath work, we'll do a lot of release work. And most people, most people that I have worked with, they have a lot of emotional trauma. And when, when, when people hear that word, they are like, no, I have no trauma. Uh, that's not my kind of issue. But emotional trauma, it doesn't have to be like you were beaten as a child. It can be that disconnect like, like I was experiencing as a child. Um, because that was really causing deep soul level pain in me. So a lot of the people I work with, a lot of people 
I believe most people have some emotional childhood trauma from from growing up. So I don't like to like stay in the past, but I have come to realize that we do need to uh, a lot of times look look back to deal with that, to look at it for what it is, and to release. To really release. And then, so awareness, we have to release, and we have to create a vision. Like, who, who are you? What do you want? And really looking for, yeah, go forward. And, and really creating um, like custom-made blueprints throughout the sessions in my programs. Um, so it fits the individual because we're all different. Yeah, so the tools and techniques that I use are kind of the same because I do believe that most people, when it comes down to it, that the tools and techniques and, and the stuff that really like works in, in terms of like shifting the mind and uh, reprogramming the mind and creating new habits, it's the same kind of tools that work for essentially everyone, I would say. But it can be tweaked. A lot of times it, it needs to be tweaked to fit the individual. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. I agree with that. And that has also to do with something that you mentioned about being a highly sensitive person. Yeah. So that, I think I talked to somebody, I believe yesterday about being highly sensitive if that comes from trauma or trauma actually makes us highly sensitive, like what comes first? That, that's a good question. Yeah, she said both. What What do you think, Nina? Um, well, I'm, I have actually asked myself this question recently. And I don't really know because I, I can't remember being born. I don't remember the first years of my life, but for for as long as I can remember, I have been highly sensitive. I really picked up on energies and as a child, uh, up until my uh, teenage years, I, I was very quiet, very like in the background. I was not really playing a lot with kids even. I was just very sensitive I was observing my surroundings and also growing up with uh, a father that had um, what do you call it um, he had addictions uh, was not very nice to my mother and my mother was a, a first generation immigrant here in Sweden as well so it was a lot of emotions um, that was like Ah, oh, now I can't find the words. <laughs> yeah. But I was feeling a lot, I, a lot of emotions and a lot of energies were like hitting me as a child. So I, I can't really say if, if it's from that trauma, that emotional trauma that I experienced or if I was born that way. Right. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Given the science even behind the 
patterns, the biological patterns, you know, the DNA and all that. So that would make sense. Like as a newborn, when we are inside of the wound and if those emotions are being experienced by our mother, then it would make sense that we would feel them too, because it's part of the same system, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, when I was pregnant, that was very, very important to me mm, yeah. uh, to really be in a good, loving state. Right. Uh, right. Because I didn't want to cause any like emotional trauma to my baby huh. that was growing inside me. So, yes, uh, so yeah, in that sense, when you, yeah, uh, that was really something that I was very, very aware about when yeah. I was pregnant. Yeah. That's beautiful that you're aware of that and you did everything that you could not yeah. to pass that on consciously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot that we pass on unconsciously. That's our DNA, yeah. ancestor energies, not them. So, but I think it's the awareness. It's when we kind of, I think I heard that before the metaphor about darkness and the light, when it's almost like I, something that I heard that's not the darkness is the absence of light. That's basically it. So when the light, it's there, it's present, there's no darkness anymore. And I would say it's self-awareness or awareness itself. That's the light. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I heard about, I talked to so many people, probably picked this up somewhere. But see, that's a good pickup. (laughs) That's a good one to to have with. (laughs) I know it's not, some of this stuff that we learn and that we repeat, actually, they resonate because they are universal. Don't you yeah. feel that way too? You know, yeah, sometimes? definitely. Yeah. I like love, yeah, peace, you know, that's universal. So when you talked about trauma, that's a question that I often ask here. We talk a lot about emotional healing. Now, as of today, as of this moment, I do feel that all our unnecessary suffering that's coming from negative thinking and, and trauma mm-hmm. and being part of that, it, mm-hmm. it fundamentally has to do with the feeling of being separate from life, disconnected again from, you know, the, the, the very core of what we are. But yeah. it's an illusion, isn't that interesting? Because we are not disconnected. We have never been disconnected. Even when we felt yeah. disconnected, we are not. Yeah. As you said beautifully, there's a part of that blog post that you sent me. I love the way you say that. You said, my unique energy and abilities and talents of perceiving, of talking, of experiencing, of loving, of expressing, of trusting, of simply being me. I was born whole and I've always been whole, even when I felt broken, I was not. Yeah. So that yeah. resonated true to me. Yeah. But, but how do we, like, how do you talk to somebody, let's say a client of yours who it's feeling broken, it's feeling disconnected. You know that they are not, but do you actually say that to them? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I can. Yeah. Or not like the word by word, but yeah, yeah. I definitely have those uh, conversations and I try to like teach, uh, teach that bit. And when I really, because like I said before, a client that or a prospect that comes to me or a person that comes to me seeking guidance uh, often have a certain, they are at a level of self-awareness already Uh, so it's not like alien to them when I speak about the ego and the subconscious mind they easily they they can understand it quite easily Uh, so they have so it's not really hard for them to understand that they are 
um, they have been conditioned and they have limitations and it's the like working on changing the beliefs the beliefs about the self mm, yeah. um, but when you really know uh, how the mind works in that way it gets so much easier to kind of look at it um, through a lens with some perspective you know uh, so it's through the intellect, as you said, they are able to understand the, the, the idea, the concept, and then apply that. And then eventually becomes a knowledge because yeah. it has to become a knowledge at some point. And then the application of knowledge, that's what I call wisdom. And that's yeah. what most people have a hard time doing, including myself a lot of times, is apply what we know already. Yes. Right. And I love that you said that because... Oh my God, what that resonates with me <laughs> because I, I went like over 10 years. Uh, I just gathered so much information. I was like reading all of the books and going to seminars and attending workshops and masterclasses. And I really had all of the knowledge that, that I needed to uh, like step into my next level version of myself, like to really... Uh, be who I am today, and but but I was missing the the whole embodiment. I wasn't able to uh, practice any of it. I was still the same programming. I was still the same Nina with the same habits and same limitations. Even though I knew I knew so many things, but I didn't know how to apply them. And it wasn't until I really found my first coach and invested in myself and got the right tools and guidance to apply, to apply the knowledge and to embody it. So we do need guidance, right? When it comes to the application of our own knowledge, that's interesting to, yeah. to notice. That's not, you mentioned, you said that also at the end of the blog post, I'd like to also mention the title of the blog post. It's from the pits of hell to self-discovery to reinvention and self-love. Yes. So you said something, you say, I cannot say that it is, has been easy. The practical and emotional part of it, it's not as simple. So basically the application of all that is not, it's, it's not easy and it's not as simple as most people think. And we do need to come from a place of um, humility, isn't it? Um, to be yeah. able to be open to guidance, to, to be guided by others. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's the beautiful job of, that I love about coaches and spiritual teachers. Just incredible how much they, they can help us. I mean, we're basically helping each other to, to return to love, isn't it? To go back. Yes, yes. To go back to a place that we never never left in in the first place, which is kind of a paradox. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we always we're here. just too yeah, I believe we're just too much in the in the intellectual mind. Yes. We're too much in the reason mm. and mm. we're not really feeling into our intuition and to the spirit of us. Yes, that's it. That's that's exactly it. And how do we learn to from your perspective, how do we learn to listen to the voice of intuition? How do we make that distinction, Nina? How do we know the difference? Yeah, I love the question. And I would put it like this, because I, I actually made 
a post about this not long ago, how I um, see intuition and how you can feel your true intuition and actually what's false intuition. Uh, Because I do believe that a lot of the times, if we aren't really aware of our thinking mind, uh, that we can act upon false intuition. And false intuition, if I start with the false intuition, that's the feelings that you get from thinking. And then you're, you're kind of fooled. You're fooling yourself to believe that you're acting upon intuition when, when you're really acting from thinking, but because our thinking creates emotions. So if you are to be and to feel into your true intuition, then an amazing practice would be just to make a simple, like take 10 deep breaths. And like breathe in through your nose. And when you breathe out, you just, re, um, how do you say it? Let go of any like negative emotions and feelings and let go of your mind. Let go of the thoughts and focus on your breathing. And when you are in that space, when you can like not be your thoughts, that's where your intuition will, that's where your true intuition will come to you because that's the state of being yeah that's where you where you're connected right yeah that makes a lot of sense to me I have to say I'm listening to you and trying to almost like thinking of of an example of that what would be a good example of false I never heard it that way false intuition true intuition but that makes sense to me because throughout my life I've been very much kind of mis- misguided by, mm-hmm. I couldn't trust my intuition. And so that was false. They were coming from trauma. A lot yeah. of the thoughts, a lot of the, whatever the, the mind was asking me to do was just based, informed by my childhood abuses and all that. And then I couldn't trust, at some point I couldn't trust anything. I couldn't trust myself. That was an interesting part of my life that not yeah. trusting my own self what was given to me from the inner world. But that now that you say that false intuition coming from thinking yeah. and then true intuition, it's just, it's, it's more of a presence type of thing. And it's, yes, it's always definitely. here. It's yes. spontaneous. Yes, you know, last night I, I had a headache. I started, I think, in the morning or something. And then I went to bed with the headache. Because my practice is, you probably heard about, I'm not sure, non-duality, Vedanta. I'm a student of Vedanta. So those are my practices. Have you heard about yeah. this Hindu philosophy? No, no, I haven't heard about Oh, that. I haven't heard of Vedanta yet. Advaita Vedanta, that's them. It's basically non-duality, one reality that we are. Yeah. This is one reality. There's, there are not two, just one happening. So what I did was, and as an experiment, I was, the headache was kind of, I couldn't fall asleep because the focus was on the pain. It was painful. So I was focusing so much on the pain that I couldn't fall asleep. And then I did the experiment of focusing on what was aware of the pain. (laughs) Yeah. What is here that's aware of the pain? Because the pain is not by itself. There's something here that's noticing the pain. And then the pain disappeared. And then I fell asleep. And 
And that's how, I mean, I have done before other experiments, more radical yeah. than that, than this one. Yeah, yeah. But isn't that amazing? Like, it's very simple. It's so simple that we, we tend to miss, like, how, how spontaneous what we call intuition, let's say, the fundamental reality, pure consciousness, God is. It's always yeah. here, but we are, our attention, the mind goes elsewhere, and that's why we suffer. It really yes. feels to me that yes. way. Yes, yeah, and I resonate with that because everything that we focus on, uh, if it's good or bad, uh, that's what you will experience. So if you focus on only negativity and bad things that have happened to you, then that's what you will relive. That's what you will keep experiencing. So we have to become aware of the power that we have in our own body and in our own experience, right? Because when we become aware, then we can shift it. Yes, yeah. Yes. That's it. And I don't don't know if you think the same way, but I don't kind of subscribe to the idea that it's important to to live without thoughts, that we don't need too much thinking or or that we we don't need thinking. That's really the philosophy of Zen Buddhism and some spiritual practices that they go into samadhi or really high states of meditation, deeper, deeper states of meditation. So there are no thought thinking there. And then they feel at peace, one with everything. But I I do see, like today in the morning, I was outside and I was just kind of looking at the trees and the sky and the birds and all. And then I felt that the... Thought, the thoughts that, that appeared, they were very pleasant. They are like music, you know, the most amazing yeah. music. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't oppose thinking. It's just the attention when we give the attention to disconnected thinking, disconnected from that core reality of what we are. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you are your thoughts. That's, it's just, and like the principles to, be able to live a happy, happy life with grace and love, it's really not that hard, the principles. The hard part is to face yourself, to look yourself in the mirror and to really own your reality, to realize that you create your reality and everything that you experience comes from your way of thinking and from your thoughts. Mm. Um, But I do... I know from speaking to a lot of people that when they come to realize this, it's so much pain in the realization because, you know, a lot of people go, they're like, like half their lives, they realize that, oh my God, I've been disconnected. I've been not living my authentic, true self. And they feel like ashamed almost. So I think it's it's so important to be kind, to like be loving, to really practice self-care and self-love alongside this journey is so, so important because we don't want more shame or more guilt or um, that's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that's a beautiful message that you're putting out there not just as a message, but uh, as a practical tool. Self-love, that's a big one. I started like that, self-acceptance, self-love. That was, uh, the, they were the foundation of my practices of getting into healing yeah. and all that. But then now I, I, the evolution of that became love itself, 
I am love. Not the body mind, though. There's a difference between the body mind and yeah, and what we are. What we are is love itself. And like when you talked about God, so I heard that before. Everything, God isn't everything. But I heard somebody saying something different. Everything is in God. Everything is in God. So quite, it's, it feels different when I, yeah, when I heard that. I really, when you, yeah, when you said that, I, I was like, okay, I really need to feel into that. Everything is in God. Yeah, when I heard that, it was like, exactly, like there's something that it feels different. Everything is in God. So that means the body-mind too. So uh, what you said makes sense to me. So having compassion, self-love for the body-mind complex that has already been created in that sense, mm. in this reality. So we can't really try to destroy it or become different. Some people, they try so hard to look different. Yeah. Right? To feel different in their own skin. And that is something that I, I did it myself, of course. And I say, of course, not proudly. It's just because, like you say, it's, it was the norm. It was everybody was doing that, <laughs> trying yeah. to be what they are not yeah. <laughs> in order to fit in. So uh, what was I getting at with the, all that? Uh, um, I forgot what we were talking about for a moment. Um, yeah, but what, that, what you were saying about like everything is in God, I can really relate to that. And as I understand it, it's kind of the same. You only put it in different words. Oh, everything if, is in God or God is in everything? Yes. In the end, it is. I guess it is. But I think from the the beginning, let's say somebody who is, it depends where you're starting from. I guess I never started from that point that we are physical beings having a human, we are physical beings having a, a spiritual experience. It mm-hmm. was more we are spiritual beings having a, a human experience, human. Yeah. right? Like it has yeah. been said again by somebody, I forgot his name now, Conversations with God, I think the author of that book. But that... See, it depends where it's a science. It starts with matter, right? What is, it's tangible to them, what you can see, touch, yeah, and all that. Yeah. And then they investigate the truth behind matter and how it works. But then there are some people who, they are looking for the truth too. So we're all truth uh, seekers. But spiritual seekers, people like you and I, I think we are coming from already consciousness, from the realm of God, that we are, everything is in God. Although we don't, we didn't have the words to yeah. say that. I didn't have those words, but that's exactly yes. how it started. Like, huh? The, this is not. I feel there's something here that's not beyond the physical realm, but there's something that overarches that is observing that it's projector of this real, physical reality per se. I had that feeling for as long as I can remember. Yes, and I really, really resonate with that. That is exactly my feeling from growing up and how I experienced the my outside world and myself. But I couldn't put, put it into words, like you said. What uh, actually, I had my first like massive inner shift in before I was 20. And I got those from reading a book. And that sounds just so profound to a lot of people and and in a sense it was and that book was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle 
because he was able to put into words and explain the ego. And so I could, in, in like, when I read that book, <laughs> I could just like, I shifted. I completely shifted because then I had an understanding what it was that I had been observing in myself and in others. And I could understand the disconnect behind that. Isn't it interesting that we have no words to express what's already there, what we know to be true. And then it seems like these forms of expression, clear forms of expressing that almost finds us, right? And then like, oh, a book. Yes. Yeah. And just strikes us. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and that's the, uh, I mean, if there was such a thing as evolution, that would be it. The evolution of the soul, the evolution of humans, right? Getting getting to know themselves, to know what they are. I have to say, I know it's not always perceived from the human experience as beautiful because ignorance is not beautiful, violence, unkindness, all that. I have to say that's a beautiful unfolding, isn't it? Because it feels like we're all going to experience that at some point. you know, that true knowledge of what we are, it really feels that way, although we're not experiencing this at this moment in this reality with wars and all that. But it it really feels like that we are walking toward the path of healing and spirituality, all of us. And hopefully, not hopefully, together. I really believe that we are doing it together, right? (laughs) We are not separate. So we're Absolutely. almost at the end of this beautiful conversation. But before, before that, I do want to ask another question about purpose, because this is, you are a life purpose coach. Yeah. And you always, uh, the, the other title that I read about you is soul purpose activator. So with that in mind, what does it feel when we find our purpose in life? What does it feel like? And if, if life had one purpose only, what would that be? Can you say the last bit if... Yes, I have two questions in one, so I apologize for having two. No, no. So the first one is what it feels like to find our purpose, to finally live our purpose. And the second one is if life had one purpose only, what would that be? Yeah, so to me, when like really and truly finding my purpose was in the realization that or that feeling of that like pull and calling into, or I was just in a state of knowing, like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, this is who I am. And my purpose is to guide and to help and to serve other people into their purpose and their greatness so that we together can create a better world. So that was, that's my calling. And when I, when I fully stepped into that, uh, was when I fully accepted uh, all of me with with grace for everything that I am, uh, with all of me, with the love and the and the all of me, all of my physical body as well. I love my body. I love my ugly toes. And now I say ugly toes, but that that was something that I was like trying to hide from everyone uh, before uh, coming to that point where I just uh, felt this love for myself and for the world. And when I got to that point where I realized that we are pure love, we are, um, we are connected. 
but we can experience that we aren't. We just have to realize mm. the conditioning okay. and the mm. programming to tap into that. But I do believe also that we are one and the same. We are all connected. We are all pure love. Uh, but we're also unique. We all have something unique about us. We all have like a special gift that you're meant to put into the world by just being you. And that, I believe, comes from a really deep level of self-acceptance and ownership. Yeah. Wow. Yes, a billion times to yeah. that truth by yeah. being you, right? Yes. Would you say that that's the purpose, that would be the purpose of the human experience? Yes, Together. I would say that, yeah. To embody, right? To this embody, being you. to yeah. accept, yes. And to like fully and unapologetically like express who you are. To stand in your power as you are. And wow, there's a lot of power and empowerment in that when we yes we no longer need have the need to reject ourselves to find answers out there to be different to please yes. others exactly right when, when we, we let go step out of that yeah because all of that all of that need to uh, have like someone else validation validation or uh, a confirmation that you're fine or that you're pretty or that all comes from the programming. That's all just limiting, limiting beliefs. That's not true. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah. That's a wonderful journey to embark on. Yes. Thank you so much, Nina, for Thank being you. for Thank being you, you and doing what you do, guiding others to this beautiful place of self-awareness, self-love, self-knowledge, self-realization. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yes. that, there'll be the depth of that. But then the who is dropped and that now is the what. Oh, what I am. <laughs> Not who yeah. anymore. So exactly. thank, thank you so much. Well, thank and you. Before we say goodbye, I know you have some beautiful gifts to give as well. I have the website here, yeah. but I would love for you to talk a little bit. I have the page actually, ninaolofsome.com freebie. And that will be on the podcast notes. But yeah. I know you offer two different kinds. So talk to me about the Queen of Manifestation and the Self-Worth Journaling Guide. Yeah. So the Queen of Manifestation is really, that's some deep journaling <laughs> guide shit right there. Yeah. I love the name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. I was really like, like with the name, I was like, Queen of Manifestation, does it sound like too, like coming from the ego? Then it was like, no, this is some powerful journaling manifestation tools right here. So I'm going to call it Queen of Manifestation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. And that's really, uh -huh. uh, the, as I see it and how I practice now, how I uh, journal to manifest and to attract the things that I want by staying true to who I am and by being uniquely me. That's a six-step journaling guide uh, for you to really get clear on paper because there's so much power in writing your thoughts down and yeah there's so much power in that so if you want to manifest like a queen then uh, feel free to grab that and i also um want to give you my other freebie um, 
Oh my God, I forgot the name. Oh yeah, the, the self worth journaling guide. Yes, guide. Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> really for you to um, tap into your heart and to really discover um, your deepest desires and also what is like blocking you from fully expressing yourself. So that's a three-step guide to really get clear and to feel into your heart's desires and letting go of that uh, needing others' confirmation just to find to find you and what you stand for. Right. Uh, so there's two really, really powerful guides. So, And those you can just grab. You can... Yeah, just click the link that um, will be um, with the podcast episode. Uh, also, if you um, subscribe to my email list, you will actually, in the welcome email, you will get those uh, through there as well. Wonderful to know. And another, I know you have a free discovery session as well that you're offering. Yes, and yes, absolutely. How is is this offering redeemed by email? Yeah, I would love to know because I wanted to put on my podcast notes too. Actually, the easiest way to book a strategy session is to go to my website at ninaolofson.com. And there you will find it. It will be a book a call button. So just click the button and then you will be linked to fill out a form and just pick a, pick a time. Okay, so this will be through your website. So I'll have the website. Yes. Yeah, I'll have the website link and uh, also the page with the website and the freebies there. Two links will be on this podcast notes. Thank you so much again for your presence in this reality. Thank you so much, Valeria. And thank you so much for like being the channel to bring, bring these great messages to the world. Yes, thank so you. Important. Yes, it is, right? Not just personally, but we want to bring that to others too. So it's a, it becomes more of a collective experience. Absolutely. So thank you again for everything that you're doing and for all the, the work that you did on yourself because that already shows a lot. I really believe by loving ourselves, we are able to love others. So that's coming from the, all the hard work you have done. The love can be felt. So thank you so much again for that too. Thank you. Thank you. Take good care and we'll talk soon. We'll stay in touch, Nina. Bye for Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Nina Olafson and her work, please visit ninaolafson.com and ninaolafson.com backslash freebie. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.